2: Hello, and welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr, and we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about teams up for sale, who can buy them, the NBA media rights, and with us, our own Bloomberg's Brian Japana and Jerry Smith. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Bloomberg Business of Sports.
1: Good to be here. Thanks for
2: having us. Let's, uh, let's start with teams that are up for sale, and, and Brian, I'm going to start with you. Uh, let's start with the teams that are out there uh, that uh, have really piqued the interest of a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we have to start with the Washington Commanders of the NFL. Um, they're up for sale, and right now uh, reports are out there that it could be a $6 billion deal, which, as we know, in 2022, uh, the Broncos sold for about $4.6 So we're talking a record by leaps and bounds here. Um, and one of the reasons perhaps for that is because one of the people who is reportedly interested in bidding is none other than Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Um, obviously, one of the world's richest people, and he has basically an unlimited firepower as far as uh, as far as bidding here. So. Uh, Combining perhaps with Jay-Z, perhaps with Matthew McConaughey, um, they're out there. But Bezos will be the bulk of this. There are other reported interested uh, bidders, but uh, the Washington Commanders are really the one to watch in 2023.
2: Brian, we hear so many times this team is going to be up for sale for X amount of money and everybody out there is like, who in the world would pay that much money for that? But then by the time if they ever have to sell the team, they're always making a profit.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just talking, uh, I think, in the show last week about the, the Phoenix Suns sale, a uh, $4 billion valuation for the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Mercury, and that's a really large amount for uh, the Phoenix franchise. Um, it's, it, it's been pretty staggering. Um, we at uh, the Bloomberg Billionaires Index have actually had to revalue um, some of our billionaires uh, multiple times this year because the valuations um, of these franchises just keep going up. Um, it's been pretty incredible to see in a year where there's been a lot of wealth loss. um, Those who own these sports franchises seem to be relatively immune from that.
2: Another team up for sale, soccer or football, as they say, overseas. Manchester United, right now they're owned by the Glazer family. Uh, They put the club up for sale last month. Some fans have been protesting about the way the Glazer family has been handling that, Brian.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, uh, that Man U fans uh, really like the Glazers very much right now. Uh, Jim Ratcliffe is a potential suitor. Um, that's going to be an interesting, interesting one to watch. He, his name was also floated for Chelsea, although we didn't ultimately get that. Um, it's possible that Saudi Arabia could be involved. Um, again, they've obviously shown that, that they're willing to spend uh, for marquee names uh, in sports. Uh, David Beckham's name is to float out there. Obviously, he's going to need a partner. Um, he's not quite rich enough to uh, to compare with some of these billionaires. Um, so that one will be will be interesting to one, one to watch. And obviously, Man U is a publicly traded company, so that's uh, another wrinkle. Um, you can kind of watch in real time uh, as uh, as fans and stockholders uh, react to the to the news.
2: And by the way, if you don't know fans out there, uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe is Britain's richest man. So, yeah, he gets the Sir title when you got all that money. What happens also is that w- th- when the teams are up for sale, one thing that is built into the, the cake or baked into it, uh, it involves the media rights. And, and Jerry, that's that's something I want to talk about. Uh, Let's start with the future of regional sports networks. Uh, I'm not so sure it looks very good for a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, the regional sports networks business is really challenged. Um, You know, a lot of the revenue that they get comes from fees they get from cable companies. And as we all know, the number of people subscribing to cable TV is declining. Um, In fact, that decline is, is accelerating. So they're really under a lot of pressure, um, these, these regional sports networks, because they're also, on the other side of the coin, they are spending more and more on sports rights. And that gets to the conversation we were just having where sports team franchises, the value keeps going up in large part because the money that these teams are getting from uh, media companies keeps going up. Um, but yeah, the regional sports network business is going to be something to watch in 2023. Um, Sinclair has uh, owns the largest number of regional sports channels, and there's um, you know a lot of questions about the future uh, of these businesses. And you know this goes this really ties into everything in the sports business ecosystem because if you think about if the regional sports networks can no longer afford to pay more and more uh, in rights fees to these teams. Uh, that affects everything, including how much players are getting paid on these teams. So it's going to be uh, a big story to watch uh, what happens with the regional sports networks um, in the coming year in twenty twenty three. You know, individual teams are are even looking at doing their own direct to consumer service. I know that the Clippers have uh, are experimenting with that, and, and other teams are as well. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of change in the regional sports networks next year, twenty twenty three.
2: Brian had mentioned about the the sale uh, involving the Suns which brings us to the NBA media rights deal. What is uh, the big picture on that and is that going to blow up?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the uh that's going to be the next big sports deal to watch in in 2023 is the NBA. Uh currently ESPN and uh Turner, which is owned by Warner Brothers Discovery, uh they own the rights to uh the NBA. Um and I think a lot of people expect that they will hold on to those rights. But some of the big questions are, um, you know, do some of the big tech companies get a slice of that? Does the NBA carve out a package for someone like Amazon or Apple uh, or YouTube? Um you know, that's a, a really an interesting question. Uh, also, if you've, we've been listening to the heads of these companies, these media companies, uh, David Zaslav, the head of Warner Brothers Discovery, has said, you know, we want to do a deal with the NBA, but we want it to be a deal for the future. And I think a lot of people read into that, that there's going to be more streaming um, on these games. So if you want to watch the NBA in the future, you may have to go to HBO Max or, or whatever they decide to call their uh, combined streaming service. Uh, ESPN Plus will probably get some um, some NBA games. Uh, but the, I think the big question is, is there going to be a third or fourth media partner for the NBA, Is someone like Amazon, which has demonstrated uh, with Thursday Night Football this season that, uh, the, you know, they can be successful in broadcasting really high-profile sports rights. Does Amazon get a piece? Um, You know, Apple, YouTube. A lot of people did not think about YouTube in in the context of sports, and they just recently won the rights to NFL Sunday tickets. So now, uh, you know, Google, uh, which owns YouTube, is a a big player in sports as well. Could we see someone like NBC or Fox look at the NBA? Uh, I think it's going to be something that is going to be very much uh, scrutinized uh, in 2023 is what happens with NBA rights.
2: And, Jerry, we're talking about the league, the NBA, preparing to sell about a billion dollars in exclusive streaming rights, which brings me to the question, uh, old man bar like me, and I bring it up all the time, I'm, I'm just used to simply cable, and those days <laughs> look to be well-numbered. Right.
1: I mean, there is more and more stre- – uh, if you don't have cable, there's more and more sports that you can watch on a streaming service. But the big major sports leagues are really do seem committed to traditional television. If you look uh, in 2021, the NFL, which is the big kahuna, they did uh, long-term deals with all the major broadcasters. So uh, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, they're still going to have NFL games for a long, long time. What we're seeing more of is... Sort of the smaller uh, leagues that are experimenting more with streaming, the best example of that uh, was Major League Soccer in 2022 did a big deal with Apple, where now if you want to watch Major League Soccer in uh, in 2023, you need, to have, um, you need to go to Apple. It's not going to be on ESPN anymore. So that is really uh, an interesting uh, development we're starting to see of, of um, these leagues that are starting to dip their toes into streaming more and more.
2: And Brian, one of the people that is a big player in buying minority shares uh, is LeBron James with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now he's almost 38, but according to some of his teammates, he wants to play until he's 45. So when he hits that number at 45, can LeBron James can he can he pull a Michael Jordan and and get his own team?
0: Uh that's a good question I mean, I think a lot's going to depend on uh what he does with uh with his salary and, and how he invests over the next several years. but I mean LeBron has certainly been one of the most savvy uh business people in um the, among the the players uh in in any league frankly um so I certainly could see him at least you know by, by minority stakes if not you know try to do an outright. Um, majority per- purchase or kind of be the, 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 face, um, like Michael Jordan on a, on a franchise going forward. Uh, certainly within the realm of possibility, he would be the NBA at least definitely, uh, number one option, uh, in my book to watch for the next five, 10 years.
3: Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time.
2: It can be hard to see
0: the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And Brian, what about uh, a person like a Tom Brady? Now, he had retired, then he came back. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen now after this season uh, we know Tom Brady loves pickleball, so he's he's already put his toe in that, but can he tom Brady the goat invest in an n f l team or or even an n b a team
0: yeah, I mean, I think that one of the trends that we're seeing and is probably only gonna get uh more uh prominent going forward is the fact of a lot of um minority interest and in coming in. And buying, you know, something like a one percent to five percent stake in a team. I mean, it's not obviously going to be making the uh, executive decisions, but kind of just owning a piece of these franchises, which, as we've talked about, keep going up in value, continue to be more valuable, and you know, spreading, uh, you know, spreading the ownership around is going to be, I, I think, a big theme. Um, even with the Broncos sale, obviously, Rob Walton, heir to the Walmart fortune, could just buy it outright. Uh, but he also had a various um, partners uh, like Melody Hopson of Aerial Investments, um, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, all of them were involved uh, buying a very small small piece, and I think we'll continue to see that going forward. The NBA actually just um, allowed sovereign wealth funds, pension funds, and endowments mm-hmm. to also invest in the in the league. So, any any number of options going forward, and, and they're expanding their pools of wealth.
2: And Brian, let's give some love to Major League Baseball because the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Angels. There's a lot of chatter about those two teams up for sale.
0: Yeah, those are others that the, the billionaire class is is circling for sure. Ted Leonsis, who already owns uh, other Washington pro sports franchises, is eyeing the Nationals, uh, along with David Rubenstein. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, um, Patrick Soon-Shiong is potentially interested in, in buying them. Uh, he owns a small piece in the lakers which i believe he actually uh, bought out magic johnson's stake uh over there so um a lot of these all these big names in in the various regions are interested in in adding to their portfolio um and for good reason
2: jerry back to you uh it doesn't make a difference where we're talking about baseball football basketball hockey one thing that people do and a lot of people like me we are into sports betting we'll go online and we'll go to our favorite sites and we'll place our bets what is the future that you see in 2023 for sports betting well sports betting is about four years old and if you
1: 2018 was when the supreme court uh really opened up sports betting outside of uh las vegas uh, so we're seeing more and more states legalize sports betting. Massachusetts is the most recent. Uh, but there's a few really big states that have not legalized sports betting yet. In November, California voters rejected a referendum that would have allowed it. So online sports betting is still banned in California, which is the biggest state. Uh, I think a lot of people in the industry are hoping that Texas uh, legalizes sports betting in 2023. That would be a very big state um, to open up. Uh, but... Every time a new state opens up, these sports betting apps like FanDuel and DraftKings and Caesars, they lose a lot of money uh, acquiring customers. They spend a lot of money on advertising, a lot of money on offering free bets to entice people to gamble. So on one hand, they're expanding into new markets. On the other hand, they're starting to frustrate investors because they're really not anywhere near close to profitability. And uh, you know, having to acquire customers in new states, is very expensive so that is something we've seen uh wall street has really soured on the industry uh draft the stock price uh was down maybe about 80 percent from what it's high in march of 2021 so the um, investors are, are starting to ask these sports betting companies when are you finally going to start turning a profit
2: and brian i'm back to you about the sports betting many sports teams uh, with the sponsorship money uh, is that uh, baked into the cake also for the sales
0: yeah I mean I think there's just there's just so many opportunities to to monetize I think that's why you're seeing private equity certainly gravitate to um, sports ownership um, there's there's any number of levers that they're able to pull and it certainly seems like you know whether it's um, streaming rights whether it's betting whether it's sponsorship opportunities, um there's really a lot of ways that they can that they can that they can get money and extract money out of the uh of the fan base and the uh and the franchises um in, in good times and bad because uh you know whether we're in a good economic time or not um you know sports goes on and uh and people keep rooting for their for their teams
2: and to Brian uh, and to also uh Jerry I I'm and I'm going to start with Brian one of the things you're seeing in in baseball, uh, especially in baseball, you're seeing those big big contracts, especially like to Aaron Judge, and, and I can go on and on. And people say, okay, that's great in the near future, but down the road, you know, you, you're going to be paying almost uh, you know billion a million dollars plus for a forty plus year old player. Are these teams hoping to make the money? off of the souvenir sales like jersey sales and things like that.
0: I mean, I think one of the the main things that I've been focused on is Steve Cohen uh and the New York Mets. I mean, he's basically changing the entire model of MLB ownership. Uh he basically does not care that he has to pay a steep luxury tax. He's saying I'm going to go out and get the best players. Didn't get Aaron Judge from the Yankees, <laughs> but uh you know, he got any number of 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 players he's he's paying for pitchers, he's paying for for uh, for hitters, and he's just trying to create the best lineup possible, and with the idea being you know, build a build a roster that's going to compete for World Series, and we'll make it up uh, down the road with a really strong franchise um, that, that's associated with winning, and we'll see how that plays out. But as the billionaire class continues to gravitate towards sports ownership, um, as as families who have owned the, the franchises cash out, I think we're going to see an interesting um, break here between those who can spend whatever it takes, and those who are trying to to run it a little bit more uh, like a business.
2: I know we're running out of time, but uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. I'm going to start with Jerry. And then my question is to both of you, and we'll start with Jerry, what do you see in 2023 where you're going to tell yourself, are you kidding me that this really happened in the business of sports?
1: Wow, uh, you, you put me on the spot here. Um, that's a good question. You know, I, I think um, I think the NBA deal is just going to be so much of the focus of the industry right now. And you know, I think that if Turner does not get the uh, does not renew its NBA rights, I think that would be shocking to a lot of people because, for a couple of reasons, one, I mean, this is a relationship that Turner's had with the NBA for for many decades. Um, so there's a long relationship between uh, the company and the league. And the, also, the other thing is is that Warner Brothers Discovery really needs the NBA in a lot of ways. Um, TNT is the channel where they, they air their games, and that is a channel that doesn't have too much else on it uh, besides sports. And the NBA is the biggest draw for TNT. So if they do not renew at the NBA, I think that would be a shock
2: to a lot of people. Brian, same question to you, sir.
1: I'm going to go back to kind
0: of where I started with the Washington Commanders. That's the one I'm watching. Um, and and it, we can very easily see a fairly shocking headline number as far as the valuation of the Commanders, which in turn would have a ripple effect at, le- at very least across the NFL, if not the rest of the uh, sports valuations more broadly um, if you start to get, get get numbers that are really quite staggering um, it could be uh, really interesting for for the rest of the, the sporting world as these other teams come up for sale in the next couple of years
2: brian chapata and jerry smith our own bloomberg they are way smarter than i am that's why i always count on them for their knowledge thank you so much gentlemen for joining us on the bloomberg business of sports thanks
1: for having me
2: this has been the bloomberg business of sports podcast we explore some of the big money issues in the world of sports i'm michael barr you can follow me on twitter at Dick Barr sports by the way you can download this show every monday wednesday and thursday and download them wherever you get your podcasts